From the Selfish Path to Romance, download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. You haven't been the same ever since you started working. Frank, if you weren't always so broke, I wouldn't have to work. Now, what do you do when you find that for the past six years, you've been the man of the house. You go to work daily to earn the money to support what? Two kids in college and a young daughter. And throw on top of that all the household expenses. And what does your spouse do? Your spouse gets a free ride. Now the finances are so tight that you've had to go out and get a second job just to make ends meet. And what does your spouse do? Your spouse sits home and gets a free ride. Now, how much resentment would you feel towards your partner who is a great excuse maker? One woman, not one man, but one woman is in this position, and she's ready to divorce her husband. She's sick of being man of the house. See what you think later on in the show. She desperately wants advice. And have you ever worked at a job or been in a situation where... You felt excluded. I know I have. You just couldn't connect with the people around you. Well, Connie writes the following. I'm struggling to understand why the people at work do not like me. I started a new job one year ago, and I was excited about meeting new people. I am friendly and initiate conversation with my coworkers, but my efforts are not well received. I seem to subconsciously turn people off, and I find myself repeatedly excluded. So what do you do? That's what Connie writes, but what do you do when you find yourself an outsider in a cliquish group? And what happens if it's at work? That's your career. And on on another note, does someone in your life drive you nuts? Because any time you ask them to do something, they drag their feet. They do only the minimum, just enough to squeak by. Now, that's that passive-aggressive stuff that we all hate in the people around us. You know, you ask your secretary to make reports of copies of a report, and the secretary comes in with one, and she goes, Well, how is I to know that you needed one for everyone in the office? And you know darn well she always makes reports for everyone in the office, and you asked her for reports, not report. Or your wife or husband does the laundry and you say, uh, well, you know, I don't have any underwear to wear. And they say, well, you told me to wash the towels. How was I to know that you wanted your underwear too? Or your kids. You say, you know, you got to do your homework. So the kids come back and say, I did my math homework. And that means they only did one problem of their math homework, just enough to get you off their back, so they think. So what might help motivate an employee, a partner, a child, a student, or perhaps even yourself to do more than just the minimum, more than just dragging your feet? When it comes to work, when it comes to cleaning your house, when it comes to connecting with friends, anything in your life. Well, regardless of whether we're talking about students, employees, spouses, or yourself, the answers are the same. Later in the show, I'll talk with Dr. John Lewis, and we'll talk about how to milk more out of work, and you can extend that to your own life, too. Who are you? I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. I'm a clinical psychologist, and my show is 
the rational basis of uh, the sorry the rational basis of happiness and it's your time to pick up the phone and give me a call even though it's not therapy i am a clinical psychologist and i would love to give you some tips that would put you on a much better track than you're on with some problem that's currently going on in your life my number is toll free 1877 Dr. Kenner. That's toll free. one drkenner And my website's drkenner.com. And you can ask me any question that's on your mind, whether it's about kids or coworkers or friends or yourself or, you know, your work situation. Uh, right now, I want to turn to the phones and speak with James about divorce. James, welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Kenna. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. Good. I've been wanting to speak to you for so long. <laughs> oh, good. What's on your mind? Okay, I recently went through a divorce about a week ago. It's all complete and everything finalized. Okay. And the problem was um, I was trying to get her back, but um, a friend of mine had jumped in and went with her, you know what I mean, and started going out with her. Yeah. And that was when I had spoke to um about it, that I was trying to get her back. Yeah. And, you know, he had went with her. And it was a friend like uh, 23 years. Okay, so your friend of 23 years, you feel terribly betrayed you. Did he do this before the divorce? Is no. that is oh, that yeah, what yeah, tricked before, but um, after I had told him that I was trying to get him back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, so what is? tell me about the emotion that's pent up. I can hear that. What's the core issue for you? Oh, it's been hard. Yeah, tell me about the emotion. Um, well, I, I kind of went off the handle a little bit, you know, yelling, you know, yeah, tell me what the you know is. What's the worst that you did? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't do nothing bad. Okay, good. I just kind of threatened a little bit, you know. I didn't get no restraining order against me or anything. But. Okay, so y- you lost it. Right. So it, the situation is what? You want her back and you feel that had he not stepped in? It might have just, yeah. You might have gotten her back. Why did she divorce you? Oh, it was just, um, it was a matter of both of us agreeing on it. Okay, why did you, what were you unhappy with in the marriage? Oh, actually I wasn't, it was just, um, it wasn't work, and then she had met somebody else, and she was with somebody else for nine years, and then uh, she ended up going with this kid that I had knew for... Uh, Wait a minute, you just, I just got yeah, it's a long. confused. <laughs> she, you were married for how long? Uh, I was, uh, well, actually all together, um, well, together married or married married? Married married. Oh, I was uh, nine, ten, eleven. It would have been 11 years. 11 years. Kids? No kids. No kids. Okay. And you had how many good years of marriage? Genuinely good where you mutually would agree? I'd say four and then one on the rocks and then I left after that. You left? Well, I had to, yeah, because uh, she had met somebody. Oh, so she betrayed... Okay, so this is... It's kind of a bindy story. What is it that she doesn't like about... uh, the marriage, it sounds like this is something to do with her. Are you blaming yourself for this? Well, I was for a little while. Yeah, what do you what do you hold yourself accountable for? I'm maybe not doing enough. Um, I was working like 13-hour shifts at night. Oh, know. okay. And it kind of, she got bored, you know. Okay, so a marriage is something, a, a 
romantic relationship is a wonderful value, but to keep any value, like to keep a plant, I can't just buy a plant and then never water it and never put it in the sun. Right. You have to maintain it and you need to preserve it and to cherish it. I've written a whole book with another author, Dr. Ed Locke. It's got a fabulous, fabulous chapter on how to preserve a relationship. If you didn't have the skills in the past, don't beat up on yourself. She has a right to choose who she wants and your friend has a right to choose who you who he wants painful as that is I remember a boyfriend walking off with someone else and it was exquisitely painful for me yeah especially 23 years you know right Right. you you've had a history together and what she loves about you she still loves about you what she doesn't like what falls short she doesn't like and the same with you what you love about her you'll always love or like about her um can you hold on during the break okay because we'll finish up right after the break i'm dr ellen kenner you're listening to the rational basis of happiness and if you have a question that you would like to ask me call toll free Free 1877 Dr. Kenner. That's toll free 1877 D R K E N N E R. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and Dr. Edwin Locke. Communication is so important, but what if your partner just doesn't talk or want to listen even after repeated attempts to communicate? What if you feel as though you're talking to a wall, that nothing you say will get a response? Several factors could be at work here. First, your partner could be ignoring you out of anger or resentment, perhaps over frustration about lovemaking or spending. He or she may be acting in a passive-aggressive manner to get even about something. Refusing to talk is one way. There are others, such as refusing to do any yard work or help out with the kids. If you suspect this, ask, Hun, is there something I'm doing that's upsetting you? I feel a distance between us. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com. 